0: Ah yes morning everyone we've made it Friday morning the 17th of February 2023 welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell Daniel Pedigree with you for the course of the next hour broadcasting through SEN 1170 am in Sydney SENQ 693 am in Brisbane and SEN 1620 am on the Gold Coast one 1170 our open line number if you want to get in contact this morning or you can send a text anytime 045777 36736 with you for the next hour before Vossi and Brandy back for the last time this week from 6am Sydney time now of course Brisbane Queensland listeners you'll get the first hour of Fossey and Brandy before Patton Heels come along at 6am local time for you. Good to be with you coming up on the show today over the next hour. Chris Perkins will bring us the latest from America. A lot going on there. Of course we had the Super Bowl at the end of well, the start of the week um, and of course um, we will have the recap of that. I saw there was about half a million people celebrating uh, Kansas City wins uh, their win with the parade uh, the other day. We'll talk about that but some other sports news going on right along in the USA as well. So we'll have a chat with Chris Perkins in about 10 or 15 minutes. John Geller will be back talking all things football. Man City, big win over Arsenal yesterday morning. The Matildas, a good win last night in the Cup of Nations as well. And a big weekend of the EPL to come. So we'll talk to John Gallo about that in about half an hour's time as well. And uh, if we have time, which we should, we'll have a chat with Vossi and Brandy, or one of them, uh, before 6 a.m., before the breaky show. So 0457 736 736. Want to hear from you this morning. What are you looking forward to most on the weekend? What has been your big story in sport this week as well? Now, what's caught your eye this week? Maybe one was spoken about. Maybe one we haven't. 0457 736 736. Or one three hundred one There's been a bit around, uh, of course, pre-season challenge continuing in the NRL. We'll go through those games shortly. World Cup Challenge, Charity Shield tomorrow as well. So we'll talk all about uh, that. But, yeah, what has caught your eye in sport uh, this week? Usually I'd have the great Charlie Goodsir uh, opposite me uh, today uh, at this time, however, He is still recovering from his Super Bowl bender, um, so he'll be back with me next week. Uh, No, uh, best wishes to Charlie, who hasn't been too well uh, this week, apparently. Now, uh, the West Tigers are on the verge of striking a significant blow on the eve of the season opener, as Adam Dewey prepares to ink a one-year extension with the club. So this has been talked about a bit over the past few weeks, and there's still talk around whether Mitchell Moses will stay at the Parramatta Eels or go to the West Tigers. Um, And Dewey's contract, we know he had a one-year contract extension, but it now appears that he's going to stay until um, at least the end of 2024 and is expected to be confirmed within days, maintaining the feel-good momentum at the Tigers in recent months. Um, So Tim Sheens, assistants Benji Marshall and Robbie Farah have been doing everything in their power to revive the spirits of the joint venture. Uh, Dewey's decision to stay is testament to that work. Uh, Only a matter of weeks ago, Dewey spoke about how much he was enjoying the vibe at the club. Um, Now, he is set to remain a focal point of that attack for at least this season and next as he commits his future to the club. So with Dewey now signed, it seems, although not official yet, The Tigers can switch their attention to other key members of the the Spine, Dane Laurie, Charlie Staines, and potentially Luke Brooks. All three are off contract at the end of the season, and the club is playing a patient game with the trio as they wait to see whether they have struck pay uh, dirt in their pursuit for Parramatta star and former Tigers half Mitchell Moses. So Moses is, is expected to make a decision as early as next week as he weighs up whether to take a mega offer from the Tigers or a lucrative deal to remain at Parramatta. So we know the Tigers are offering more for Mitchell Moses than the Parramatta Reels are. Um, Tigers officials have been quietly confident about securing Moses, and the Eel star is expected to put both sides out of their misery within days. So if Mitchell Moses did go to the Tigers, it would have ramifications for Dewey, The expectation is that if Moses decides to rejoin his former club and the Tigers also decide to extend Brooks, Dewey will switch to fullback. Regardless, Dewey will continue to be part of the Tigers' future. It's going to be an interesting one, isn't it, if Luke uh, Brooks, sorry, if Mitchell Moses does go back to the West Tigers, and we don't know if that's going to happen yet or not. But if he does, it is going to be interesting to see if they, A, decide to keep Luke Brooks, and if they do decide to keep Luke Brooks, you will see a halves combination you would imagine of Mitchell Moses and Luke Brooks, but uh, without being too harsh on Luke Brooks, who I think is a good player, i wouldn't would you be very tempted if you're a Tigers fan, coach, or whoever? And I'd like to hear from Tigers fans and just rugby league fans in general. Let's say Mitch Moses goes to the West Tigers. Adam Dewey is there for the next couple of years as well. Do you prefer a, co- a halves combination of Brooks and Moses or halves combination of Dewey? And Moses, no, 0457 seven, or 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And this Mitchell Moses story, we still don't know where he is going to end up. And we've spoken a bit about this over the past two or three weeks. It would probably be quite a hard decision because, look, Parramatta made the grand final last year, still got a very good side, and most people still tipping them to be in the top eight this year. However, I think some people, well, most people thinking they will probably go down a bit to what they achieved last year. You never know. They could surprise uh, people. And the Tigers starting to build a nice squad. So it is a tough to- uh, tough choice for Mitchell Moses. I posed this question the other week and I'll ask you again if Mitchell Moses wants to win a competition in the next three, four, five years before he retires, is he better off at the Eels or the Tigers? 0457 736 736. Open light number one 300 one And the, just on the Tigers this year as well. There's been a lot of talk about them. We saw they lost a trial match. I think, what was it, 48 points to 12 last weekend, uh, last Thursday, I think it was, against the Warriors. And they were missing a lot of their stars. Um, I don't know how much you can read into that loss last weekend to the Warriors. But can the West Tigers make the top eight this year? Can the West Tigers legitimately make the top eight this year? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. There's no doubt in my mind that they are one of a few clubs, uh, along I would say with the Bulldogs, would definitely be up there, who should be big improvers to what they've been doing over the past few years. But do they have the side to make the top eight? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. If you're a Tigers fan, are you confident of making? The top eight this year, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, Mitch Moses, where should he go? And Tigers fans and NRL fans in general, can you see the Tigers making the top eight? In 2023, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Cricket all rounded. Cameron Green's fitness remains the critical info that has left Australia without a locked-in team less than 24 hours out from the second test against India and Delhi. Uh, well, much less than 24 hours now. We're about, uh, quick maths, 10 hours away uh, from the second test beginning. Now, a return for Green would allow the Aussies to enact Plan A Uh, which includes the Western Australian replacing Matt Renshaw and providing an extra seam option. Uh, On on Wednesday, Green's issues were with his batting more than his bowling as he recovers from a finger injury. Pat Cummins said having a right-hander helps and him providing our fifth bowling option also helps. He's a big player. It certainly helps the team function well from batting and bowling. You have got to be able to perform as well. He's still coming back from that injury, and he's only had a couple of sessions where he's catching with a hard ball. He had a really good session on Wednesday, but we'll see how he pulls up. So if Green is to play, it's also likely that would mean a debut for Queensland's left arm, Matt Kooneman, as the third spinner. Uh, He appears to be ahead of Ashton Agar in the spin calculations and would partner the star uh, from the first test, Todd Murphy, and veteran Nathan Lyon with Pat Cummins the 5th frontline bowler. If Green can play, it would also allow Mitch Stark to take another week to recover from his own finger injury after the bowler declared he was still a good chance to be past fit despite ongoing discomfort. But if Green is unavailable, Stark is shaping as the second seamer over Scott Boland. So we'll see what happens um, with Cam Green. Important to have him there. Still sounds doubtful whether he will be, but we'll wait and see when that side is announced. Cummins also confirmed that Travis Head is absolutely part of the conversations for this test. Uh, although apparently uh, his batting has not been particularly impressive in the nets. Now, I don't think he said that. Uh, I think it was part of the report, but um, it is going to be interesting. Cameron Green, does he come back in? Does Mitchell Stark play? Does Travis Head come back in? Alan Border was on uh, with Vossi and Brandy yesterday. And, uh, he's a bit concerned about how much longer David Warner will be keeping his spot in this side. He, I think, he said he believes he'll play this Test match. But if he doesn't succeed in this Test match, and I know we spoke about this yesterday, if he has a poor, if he gets picked and he has a poor second Test, it's going to be hard for him to, I reckon, maintain that spot for the rest of the series. And we had a text the other day. Um, making the point and I mentioned this to Menace as well, making the point that it might be a bit too late to completely get rid of Warner in this year uh, in this series. But if he does play the next few tests and struggles, surely the question is going to have to be asked at some point very soon whether he goes to England on the Asher series. I imagine he'd be in the squad, you'd think, but will he be playing? Um, and what what uh, decisions, what changes would you be making for this test against India? that begins today you'll hear it here on SEN 0457 736 736 or or 1300011170 and do you think australia has any chance in this second test can you see a major boil over and see australia win this second test if they are to win it how how do they win it 0457 736, 736 or 1300011170 i texted charlie goodser last night because there was a lot of feedback on twitter Uh, last week about Charlie, whose predictions in every sport um, leaves a lot to be desired at the best of times. But I did ask him this time last week how long the test, the first test would go for, and he said it would be over on day three. Well, it was, and I was going to congratulate him, but he didn't turn up to work, and he still hasn't turned up to work. But I did text him, and he has managed to reply um, still recovering, of course. And he said, be over in three days. Easy. So that's Charlie Goodsir's prediction. We'll speak to him next week if he comes back, if he's recovered uh, from his Super Bowl party. Um, and we will see uh, if he is right. But he said three days last week. He says three days uh, this week as well. I assume he means three days, and an Indian victory. Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or open line number one 1170 Is it going to be over in three days, as quick as the first test? Do you agree with uh, Charlie there? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. And what changes would you be making for the Australian team? And how do they win? If Australia wins, how do they win? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. And just before a break, uh, the Olympics. We know. The 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games are going to be going to Brisbane. That was announced a couple of years ago now. Was it last year? It all rolls into one. Um, and front page of the Courier Mail this morning, and they are bolting out of the gate with a $7 billion deal done to fund the major venues and focus on delivering a lasting legacy. So we'll see a $2.7 billion rebuild of the Gabba Stadium with the long proposed 17,000-seat Brisbane Arena Uh, We'll go ahead over Roma Street Station with a $2.5 billion price tag. The remaining almost $2 billion we spent upgrading existing venues and building a few smaller facilities. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will visit Brisbane on Friday to ink the deal. So today with Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. Uh, Mr Albanese said the cash, cash splash... I saying that three times, would have a transformational uh, impact on the state with Miss Palaszczuk, uh, well, Miss Palaszczuk uh, said heralded as the start of Queensland's golden age. So it is expected the state government will go alone with the GABA, which had been the major sticking point of the negotiations between the state government and the federal governments, while there will be a joint governance on Brisbane Arena which will be funded by the federal government. Interestingly enough, the cash splash, splash again dwarfs the 150 million dollars the Commonwealth contributed to the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games. Um, so, going to be very interesting. The uh, Mr. Albanese, Anthony Albanese, said the 2032 Olympics will be the largest event that's ever been held in Queensland. The Australian government has worked hard to secure in- infrastructure project that will have a long term impact on Queensland as we count down to 2032. So uh, upgrade to the Gabba, uh, some other stuff being done as well. Brisbane Arena will go ahead over Roma Street Station, which will be interesting. Uh, $2.5 billion, that's going to cost. And upgrading some existing uh, facilities and building a few smaller ones. We know what the Olympic Arena um, is like in Sydney. Uh, where you've got the Olympic Stadium, you've got the Superdome, you've got the Hockey Centre, um, and we know it's pretty quiet around there aside from when there's an event on. So if there's a sporting event, a concert, it's pumping. Other than that, it's very, very quiet. Uh, It will be different, I imagine, just with the layout of the city in Brisbane, hopefully so anyway, because it is a bit of a shame what I think could be a vibrant area in Sydney. And with the Olympic area, Sydney Olympic Park, as I said, only really pumping when there's an event on, or the Easter show or something like that. Um, $7 billion to be spent on the Olympics in 2032 to upgrade facilities and build a few new smaller ones. Um, is it worth it? Look, I think it is. Uh, we were talking, Vossi and Brandy were talking about the Olympics the other, uh, yesterday morning as Cathy Freeman's 50th birthday. Um the memories of those 2000 Olympics for everyone that was around then will live on forever for the rest of our lives. I was in London for the lead up to the 2012 Olympics. They will lead uh, those memories will stay uh, for us. Even watching some great events from different parts of the world and the different Olympics forget, uh, you know, people easily forget about the 2020 Olympics, which were 2021 in particular, the swimming. Uh, most of us were in lockdown at that point in time and it kept us going for those two weeks. billion, is it worth it? I think so. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 in 01170 in particular any I know it's early, but any Queensland listeners, your thoughts on it. 1300 one 01170 or 0457 736 736 and favorite Olympic memories. We can throw that out there as well. What is your favorite Olympic memory from the Olympics gone past? O four five seven seven three six seven three six or 1300 one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. So Tigers looks like Adam Dewey is gonna stay for another couple of years until he end of 2024 at least can the tigers make the top eight this year can they make the top eight and mitchell moses where does he go tigers or does he stay at the parameter eels the cricket what changes would you make and if and how long do you see the test going for charlie good sent me a text three days what do you reckon oh four five seven seven three six seven three six and the olympics as well in brisbane seven billion dollars to be spent is it worth it? And your favourite Olympic memories of all time, 0457 736 736, or you can call the open line anytime, 1300 01 three hundred oh one eleven seventy. To your text in a moment, and we will have a chat to Chris Perkins in America. It is 18 past five in New South Wales, 18 past four in Queensland. We're going to have a chat with Chris Perkins in just a second in America, but before that, let's go to the open line, 1300 01 11 70. Chris from Rose Bay is on the line. Morning, Chris.
1: Good morning. Can I can I just say when you ask who we're picking for this test, who do you want to see in the test? Yep. My
0: biggest problem is I've
1: got no idea who's fit. <laughs> uh, yeah. If we if if Green is not fit mm. and Stark is not fit and I gather Hazelwood is not fit, mm. surely we've got to ask questions of the selectors about why in the hell did we send all these players over who can't get on the field? Um we're halfway through the series now if they don't play. Um so I have no idea who we're going to pick because I don't know if, if Green's ready to play. I don't know if Stark's ready to play. Well, um,
0: Yeah, and just on that, Chris, you make an interesting point because uh, when I was talking about it at the top of the show, uh, Cameron Green, uh, well, we're still not sure, as you say, if he's fit to play. And then it seems that if he's not fit to play, Mitch Stark might play, but Mitch Stark might not be fit to play. It means if Cam Green can play, Mitch Stark can have another test off. It seems that one way or another we're going to have we're going to be having a bowler that's not 100 percent fit which is I mean I know all sports and all players carry niggling injuries but it's less than ideal
1: well considering that they went over their injury it's not like they got injured, yeah. injured over there yeah um, and, and so we seem to have sent half of our bowling battery seems to be not ready to play cricket and but if it, if neither of them complain this test, We've got to surely ask questions to the selectors about what the hell are they doing over there yeah. at the expense of other players. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like this before, and I've been watching a lot of Test cricket over the years. I've never seen where virtually half your bowling attackers either come home or uh, are over there injured. Um, uh, so I, I can't tell you who, who I would pick because I have no idea about the fitness levels of some of these players.
0: It is an interesting one, and you're right. Uh, We knew these two were Mm -hmm. injured, Cam uh, Cam Green and Mitchell Stark, uh, heading over there. Um, We obviously know they will take part in uh, some part of the test series, but you are right, Chris. It's not the ideal situation heading to really uh, a must-win match. Uh, Chris, just before I let you go, uh, any uh, chance for Australia, you reckon, in this test, or do you think it's going to be one-sided to India again?
1: My God, if we lose the toss, because we've been winning so many tosses, I mean, that's a lot. Pat Cummings wins a lot of tosses. (laughs) If we don't win the toss, we are in an absolute world of third, I think. Uh, It's hard to really see how we're going to get out of this. I mean, they're not the perfect team either. Mm. You look at some of their batting and you think, geez, is this the strong, you know? Even Coley. Coley's got to step up at some stage. You know, we've been saying that for three years, but he's... um, He he doesn't look like the Coley of old, does he? He, I think he's down to 16 now in the test rankings for batting. So that's surely a a concern for India, even though they don't want to talk about it. But uh, they're not invincible, but uh, it's hard to see us sort of climbing back from where we are.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think I heard somewhere uh, over a 1,000 days since Coley has hit a century in test match cricket. Good point, Chris. Thanks for calling call any time, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers, mate. Uh, Chris from Rose Bay. You can join him on the open line whenever you want. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 11 70 Texts as well. Get to some of them in a second. 0457-736736. But time to do this.
2: Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. the
0: USA. And this man, Chris Perkins, has had a very busy week, but he's on the line now. Morning to you, Chris.
2: I'm I'm happy. I finally read an intro, a pre-recorded intro. Yep, I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, yep. I've only been here. I've only been doing the show a year, and I thought, yes, you deserve the intro now. <laughs> so I finally got around uh, to it. I hope you like Bruce Springsteen because you're going to hear it a lot this year. <laughs> um, now, I'm
2: good. I am good you, with the boss.
0: Good, good. I saw him in concert. Ah, oh, a long time ago. I reckon it was at Sydney Cricket Ground. 2003 mm. great concert i have to say though unfortunately it was plagued with power issues every third or fourth song there was rain and storms around and uh, it all went wrong but the concert was still very good and from all though everyone that's seen him uh, they say he's just uh, brilliant i'd love to see him again if he does tour again but we are going a bit off topic chris um the, just yeah. before we get into some of the other topics, I saw on the news last night uh, Kansas City, of course, having won the Super Bowl. Their fans, around half a million, braved almost freezing conditions. Uh, what a celebration. 500 odd thousand on the street celebrating the Super Bowl victory.
2: Yeah, the, par- the par- uh, parade through downtown. The Victory Rally at Union Station, which is where they're going to have the NFL draft in a couple of months mm. as, as well in Kansas City. Uh, Union Station is a beautiful building. Uh, still an active train station, by the way, but ju- you know, just the outside of it looks amazing. And all the sea of red around it, just an incredible look in downtown Kansas City yesterday. I would not have wanted to be stuck in traffic trying mm. to get in and out of that thing. Uh, I've been at a... A victory, a victory rally before when the Rams won the Super Bowl in 2000, I went to that victory rally. It was a nightmare getting out of downtown St. Louis. I'm sure it was the same in, in Kansas City yesterday, but a lot of fun for everybody involved, and I don't think they cared all that much uh, about the cold or anything or the traffic. Just, it was just a day to party.
0: Uh, yes, definitely a day to party, and they said that this is just the beginning, so we'll see what happens with that. Now, uh, just sticking with the NFL before we get on to golf and Tiger Woods, uh, the first off-season quarterback move has already been made.
2: Yeah, Derek Carr officially released by the by the Las Vegas Raiders a couple of days ago. They had a window of three days where they could release him, Without incurring a massive cap charge for 2023, wind up uh, taking out, wind up getting a cap saving somewhere in the neighborhood of $30 million mm. uh, by releasing Derek Carr. So he is now a free agent, and there's going to be teams that are going to be that have been making phone calls to him already, to his people already. Uh, to see if he can get him New Orleans would be one Indianapolis may be on the phone, Carolina, the New York Jets may be, but you know Derek Carr has an advantage because everybody else who 's a free agent quarterback or a potential free agent or potentially moving they can 't go and they can 't make any moves or sign a new contract until March fifteenth so Derek Carr gets a month of a head start, and you know his contract may help set the market this off season for quarterbacks because you've got him, you got the decision, you know, what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Is he going to stay? Is he going to retire? Or is he going to get traded somewhere like maybe to the Jets and completely follow in the footsteps of Brett Favre, mm. uh, leaving Green Bay and going to the Jets. Uh, another quarterback issue is Lamar Jackson. He's officially out of contract now uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, could theoretically hit the market the likelihood is he won't because the Ravens have the option to franchise tag him at, at, uh, cost of, at a uh, cost of $32.4 million for this next season. And then while the offseason still going on, maybe potentially finally come to that long-term deal that Lamar Jackson's looking for.
0: Yeah, going to be very interesting. Now, another interesting one, Chris, uh, Tiger Woods. uh If people recall, uh, midway through last year, there was a lot of talk about Tiger. It's gone a little quiet, but he's playing for the first time in seven months today.
2: Yeah, first time since he uh, walked across the Swilkin Bridge at the old course at St. Andrews. Yes, you were there. And he missed the cutback in July. Mm. I I was there. Mm. I was there at the old course. Mm. Uh, This is his first time playing actual competitive golf. He tees off in about 90 minutes Mm. at Riviera in Los Angeles, first round of the Genesis Invitational. How about this for a a star-studded group? Tiger Woods uh, playing the next two days. With Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy,
0: I think the a, crowds
2: are going to be uh, following those three just a little bit.
0: I think so. I, I feel that they may well be the most popular group on the uh, golf course at any given time.
2: It's going to look like it'll look like uh, Happy Gilmore when he was <laughs> uh, when he was playing. It'll, it'll look like his galleries, you know, shooters, you know, button on eighteen for the win in front of twenty people and. and Happy's got the entire gallery with him. That's kind of what I think it may look like at Riviera the next two days.
0: Could well, could well. Now, just before I let you go, uh, first weekend with no NFL. What are you going to do uh, over the next few days, Chris? Ooh, I
2: I will I still get to watch football though.
0: Yes. Uh, the XFL begins okay. this weekend, and
2: my my team, the St. Louis Battlehawks. They, they open their season on Sunday. So we have football still going on this spring. Mm. It's just minor league football. We'll have the XFL. Then we'll have the USFL going later on. So we'll have, we'll have something that sort of kind of looks like uh, American football going for the entire spring to get us up to training camp. Also, baseball starts soon. Mm. The first spring training games are a week from tomorrow
0: in in Florida
2: and Arizona, and we got the World Baseball Classic coming up as well.
0: Plenty to keep you occupied then, Chris. Yeah, sport
2: always goes on over here. There is never really an off-season in the United States.
0: And that's why we like to speak to you each and every week, and we'll chat again on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, mate.
2: Sounds good. You too.
0: Thanks, mate. Chris Perkins in the USA. We'll chat with him again on Tuesday. The Tigers, Adam Dewey. Potentially stay well def- well potentially looks like definitely staying until the end of 2024. Can the Tigers make the top eight this year? 1 30 or 0457 Do you give uh, Australia a chance in the cricket? Or do you think it'll be over within three or four days again? James on the text says, Dan, Australia wins the test by scoring more runs than India and taking twenty wickets. That's how they win. Yeah, well, good point, James. Very well, mate. Uh, I didn't think of that. Uh, thank you for the text, James. Uh, but do you give them a chance? 01 1170 or 0457 736 And the Olympics $7 billion being spent to upgrade and build new facilities in Brisbane. Is it worth it? and your favourite Olympic memories. And what's your highlight of the sport over the week? And what are you most looking forward to on the weekend? 0457 736 736. Open line is 1300. 0111 70. Break and back with more. Yes, just quickly before we talk soccer slash football with Jonathan Gallo. Pre-season challenge in the NRL. Second week last week continues tonight. Kicks off at 5.55. Two games at uh, Gosford today. Uh, Knights taking on the Eels. That's at 5.55. Roosters and Manly at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow, Charity Shield at 4. 4.20, the Dragons and the Rabbitohs. 6.50 tomorrow night, Panthers and St. Helens and the World Club Challenge. That's the big match of the weekend. And then the Broncos and the Cowboys at 9 o'clock uh, tomorrow night. That's all Sydney time. And then on Sunday, the Warriors and the Storm at 12.50, the Tigers and the Raiders at 2.55, the Bulldogs and the Sharks at 5 p.m., and the Dolphins and the Titans at 7 p.m. Uh, just looking at the ladder for what it's worth, uh, the Roosters leading the way on 15 points, as are Manly on 15. So the game tonight uh, will be interesting. Um, Warriors, Bulldogs, Sharks, St. Helens, the Panthers and the Broncos round out, if you want to call it the top eight. Uh, the winner, whoever does win, wins $100,000. You would probably say one of the Roosters or Manly at this stage, but, but we'll wait and see about that. All right, time to do this at 21 minutes to 6 o'clock.
2: Now on Tradeys News, it's time for the latest in football.
0: Yeah, don't forget Vossi and Brandy not too far away with breakfast. But for now, John Gallo on the line to talk football. Morning to you, John. Good morning to you, Dan. Great intro once again. It Thank gets you. better and better, doesn't it? Thank you. Well, it's the same intro as yesterday and it'll be the same insurance next week. So. Yeah, next 20 years. Uh, yeah, well, I would hope if I'm here in 20 years, we'll freshen up the intro in, you know, 2033. You all right with that? Yeah, that's fine, mate. Sounds good. Two thousand thirty three. Okay. I wonder so that, what will be the the in, informed song then. Uh probably still that. Um now, now yeah. <laughs> let's talk football. We had you on yesterday, um, and we were talking about this Man City Arsenal game. Ended up being Man City three, Arsenal 1. a few controversial moments in it, but Man City way too good in the end for Arsenal.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think um yeah, you know, Arsenal really tried their, their best to be fair in that first half and tried to match it with, with City, which they did quite well in that first 45 minutes. But that second half is where really Man City came on top, that first 10, 15 minutes. Arsenal never really got into the groove of things. They looked a little bit disorganised to start that second half and a few wayward clearances here and there uh, from a defensive point of view. They just never you know, cleared the ball properly. They just tried to pass their way out all the time and they just it came to a lot of pressure that Man City put on them in terms of the high pressing that uh, Pep Guardiola's side are really, really good at and renowned for after so many seasons dominating the Premier League. And it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you look at the players that, that City have at their disposal, Harland, you know, Jack Grealish, Mahrez, these kind of players, they only need half an opportunity and they can hurt you. And That was pretty much the story of the day yesterday. That the execution from City just far outweighed uh, Arsenal's poor execution in front of goal and I think really the strikers the strike up front with a major difference between the two sides and well done to Man City uh, they've had to call back the gap after five points to get back to this position where now they're level on points and ahead on goal difference and this is the first time in Arsenal's season where they've been behind uh, not top of the table now and now their second spot and it's about uh, how they bounce back from here and uh, will they press the panic button and will their season start to spiral down from here or will they still continue to contend for the Premier League title as the season moves forward. So we'll have to wait and see. But it makes this game, next game for Arsenal uh, in less than uh, what 48 hours yeah. against Aston Villa all the more important. I think it's uh, season defining almost for Arsenal because if they were to lose this game against Villa you think it would spiral out of control pretty quickly, you would imagine. But for City, they're only getting on stronger and stronger. And I think people are assuming now that since those financial allegations have been made against the club, it's really ignited this Man City players and and put the playing group even more closer together than they were before. So uh, it's quite a scary thing when you think about it, actually, that they've only been travelling in first gear. Now I think eventually you might see Man City hit into second gear and really, potentially run away with the title from here on in.
0: Arsenal do have a game in hand, but you're right. I think Man City getting the momentum up. Just quickly on that game against Aston Villa tomorrow night, 8:30 PM, which seems a bit early. Uh, usually it's a 9:30 match, but anyway, Arsenal, Aston Villa, who wins that one? Do you reckon Arsenal bounces back? Uh, I think they have to. I think there has to be, you know, there has to be a response from Arsenal now. If they don't want to contend for the
3: title, as you said they've got a game in hand, but. Uh, Mikel Arteta will know from a confidence point of view and a morale point of view, they need to pick things up pretty quickly. They've lost three games on the bounce now where no, with no win, I should say. They've lost against Everton, a draw against Bradford, and now lost against Man City. All vital games in their own right. They need to start getting back to winning ways. I think they'll show that that desperation, if you like, of winning again. I think they might just edge it against Aston Villa. But a Villa side that's very well uh, managed at the moment with Unai Emery, the former Arsenal manager. He'll, uh, he'll have a, a few tricks up his sleeve and... Uh,
0: He might try and catch out Arsenal if they're not aware. But I do expect Arsenal to be too good. All right, might get a quick tip in a couple of these games before we get to another big one. Brentford at Crystal Palace, 11 p.m. tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, big game. I'm going to go towards Brentford. I think Thomas Frank is doing a wonderful job there. They showed that fight last weekend against Arsenal. I
0: think they'll be too good for Crystal Palace. Also tomorrow night at 11 p.m., Wolves take on Bournemouth. Yeah, big game, this one, for both teams. I think they're both fighting
3: around relegation, particularly Bournemouth. If they've got any chance to save their season, this will be a big game for them. But I think Wolves will be too uh, too polished and too classy. Brighton and Fulham at 11pm tomorrow night as well. Yeah, two managers have done very, very well. Robert De- Roberto Deservey for Brighton and obviously Marco Silva for Fulham, fighting above their weight, 6th versus 7th. I'm going to lean towards Fulham. I think Fulham might just edge us out one. It'll be a tight one, but I think uh, Fulham might be just
0: too good. This game important also at 11 p.m. tomorrow night for, uh, down the bottom end of the ladder, Everton and Leeds United. We know Everton lost Liverpool the other morning on Tuesday morning. Leeds are just outside of the relegation zone. How do you see this one going?
3: Yeah, I think this is a big game in, in, in terms of the relegation dogfight, as you said. I think Everton, with their loss against Liverpool and the Merseyside derby, uh, earlier this week, I think hopefully that will spark a reaction from Sean Dyche's players. I think he'll definitely want that from his playing group. With Leeds, they're still hovering along without a manager as yet, so it is a difficult time for them. As they can try and pick up as many points along the way before they find the next manager, then they'll be well pleased about that. I think you've got to slightly lean towards Everton, though. I think Sean Dyche will get a response from his players. They'll lift, and I think uh, they might get the, the three points here.
0: Stack of games at 11pm tomorrow night. Another one, Chelsea and Southampton.
3: Yeah, Chelsea, well, this is, this is a very important game for Graham Potter in terms of taking the pressure off. If they were to lose against bottom place Southampton in this game, it could be a disaster for Graham Potter. There's already calls for him to be sacked as manager. There's already you know, a lot of shouts around the media saying that he isn't well-suited for the job. He doesn't know what he's doing with his squad of players. So he needs to show his worth to the Chelsea supporters, that's for sure. And with all the spending that's going on in January... Uh, there's clearly no, no excuse for Chelsea not to win this game. So I imagine Chelsea by at least two or three
0: goals. Surprise, surprise. Another game at 11pm tomorrow night. Man City they're uh, up against Norlingham Forest. They're away Man City, but you'd expect them to continue their winning ways. Yeah, you do expect them to just ignite and get on with the rest of the season. Although this potentially could be a dangerous game because
3: Nottingham's home form this season is being brilliant and Nottingham is a really rowdy crowd. So they do get involved and are very passionate about their football side. So Man City will need to be careful uh, because it isn't you know an uncommon thing where you you win a big game and then the following weekend you lose against the team that you should be winning. So, But I do think Man City will be uh, too classy and, and far too good. At least three or four goals, Man City.
0: Early hours of Sunday morning, one thirty. Newcastle host Liverpool. Yeah, big game this. I think I'm really looking forward to this. Fourth versus ninth. And would you believe it's probably the
3: first time in a long time when Newcastle United are ahead on the uh, mm. league table, ahead of Liverpool and, and really well ahead of Liverpool at the moment. I think that Merseyside side victory for, for Liverpool last weekend will do them the world of good. I think it will ignite, hopefully, Liverpool's season and Jurgen Klopp can really get on from think- with things from here. But I think Newcastle and the form they're in and the way that Eddie Howe's really got this side united and buzzing, I really think that Newcastle might slightly edge this one,
0: 1-0, for Newcastle. Uh, Sunday night, 10pm, Man United, Old Trafford up against Leicester City.
3: Yeah, well, big game this. I mean, Leicester have won the last two games in a row. They've been on fire, Leicester, and every time I think they're going to lose, they come back and and win in a resounding fashion. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, I think he's turned a corner with this side, hopefully. Uh, a lot of inconsistency this season has come out of uh, the Foxes But I think it'll be a very tight game. Man United obviously under Ten Hag have hit a new high. They've been playing some really good football this season and they're potentially in a title challenge as well. They'll probably need Arsenal City to slightly slip up again. But I think for for Man United they might just be too good. Rashford's on song in this one. Bruno Fernandez has been very important for them. Uh, so I think Man United might be too good for Leicester.
0: And finally, Tottenham up against West Ham Monday morning, early hours at twelve thirty in the morning.
3: Yeah, big game again for Spurs and the Hammers, they need to keep finding form. on both these sides um, for various different reasons. For West Ham, they need to try and get as far away from the relegation fight as they possibly can. So a very important game for David Moyes. And for Spurs, it's about bringing that consistency back and trying to get back to winning ways as quickly as possible. Silmo Condé, he's still back home in Italy uh, recovering from surgery, so they still have to get it on with the, without their gaffer on the sideline, which will be a big game for them. I'm going to go with Spurs. I think it'll be a massive crowd, massive occasion but I think Spurs might just lead this one
0: out 1-0. And just very quickly, Matildas last night 4-0 over the Czech Republic. Uh, Sam Kerr getting a goal. Claire Polkinghorne as well a goal. Uh, Hayley Russo a double. So well done uh, to them. A good win. They'll be up uh, against Spain on Sunday, which will be a bigger test for them. They Spain also got a win over Jamaica. But well done. Uh, Australia off to a good start in the Cup of Nations. A text before I let you go, John. Uh, this is from our good friend Ellen Belford-Jones. Good morning, young Daniel, and your Nutshell listeners. What am I looking forward to over the weekend? Some sleep. A few of the locals lured me into the Southport Hotel last evening, and I can report we are still here. I'm surprised it's still open. Wow. Uh, as, they, uh, as they would say, uh, sinking some tinnies. I'm moments away from getting uh, a feature. Yes, okay. Uh, do gamble responsibly. What a wonderful bunch of local tradies, but I feel sorry for the workplaces they will be attending today. Well, sounds like a great Thursday night. John, any plans for the weekend? Yes,
3: maybe we've got some big plans coming and uh, hopefully you'll be coming up again on uh, a mm. great uh, Saturday on the great train, the, the five-hour trip up the uh, up the train link up to Newcastle. So um, that might be or potentially could be us, Dan. Who knows? We'll have to see what pub up here can hold us out for that long. But, yeah, great stuff in Southport. Well, we should uh, we should go and visit Southport Hotel. It'll be interesting to see what that's like, actually. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyway, put it to, on the uh, start list. Start giggling away on that.
0: Thank you, John. Uh, we will speak on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. We'll speak then. Have a good weekend, mate. Take care. John Gallo talking all things football on Tradies News in a nutshell. It is 11 minutes to 6 o'clock, 11 minutes to 5 in Queensland. 0457 736 736, the open line number. Or you can call, uh, that's the text number, you can call the open line. 1300 one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And coming up after the news is Vossi and Brandy for breakfast. Vossi with me now. Morning to you, Vossi. Happy Friday.
4: Uh, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, Happy Friday. Super League uh, season mm. kicking off in uh, just over an hour uh, with Warrington versus Leeds. And a big weekend of rugby league and of course cricket today on SE. And how good?
0: Yeah, looking forward to it. How do you think Sett Helens are going to cope with the heat tomorrow night? I know you're going to be calling it with Brandy out at Penrith.
4: Yeah, look, I'm I'm with them. They're sort of saying we do get warm weather as well, not mm. quite probably as warm as what they get at Penrith. I I think uh, this is a professional mob. This is these are no dummies. Uh, this is a club that has won four straight premierships, the like of which we can barely get our head around because it just doesn't happen. Mm. Um, so no, I think uh, I think competitive, better than competitive, but I just think the Penrith defence might be St. Helens' biggest problem
0: yeah, tomorrow good, night. Yeah, going to be interesting. Who's on the show today with you and Brandy?
4: Well, uh, look, today's show is huge. Mm. Manly coach Anthony Seabold coming on the show. We'll hear from the Clive Churchill medal winner, uh, Dylan Edwards. Pat Cummins is on the show. Mm. Uh, we're going to hear a bit of uh, Pat on the program, but mainly the callers. Yes. That's the big... That's the big get for us this morning, the listeners. Looking forward to it. On.
0: Looking forward they're to it. On. And you'll hear your favourite voice saying hello, Moto, again. Thank you, Vossi, here from you with Brandy after 6 a.m. Looking forward to that. I'll be back with you Monday morning from 5 a.m. No Premier League, uh, late Premier League match. So back with you from 5 a.m. on Monday morning. We'll wrap up the weekend and sport, as we just said, with Vossi, the pre-season challenge, the World Club Challenge tomorrow night, uh, the cricket on SDN, of course, coverage from 2.30 p.m. this afternoon as well. So looking forward. To that. Thanks to your company this week. Been a lot of fun. Uh, the news is next. And then Vossie and Brandy Queensland. This is Patton Heels along for you in an hour. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you Monday morning at 5am.